Time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Tweaked it. Oh, yeah, he just turned it a little bit there. Now Willis back in the game and off the back of the iron. Woo, buddy. Some student section in college basketball had the we want Caleb chance going on this weekend. And as Josh Helmer joins me today and through the rest of the week because uh, Teddy is out. No, Teddy is not in the transfer portal. No, Teddy is not suspended or anything like that. Uh, Teddy is in Mexico right now having a beach vacation. So there you go. You heard the audio. We want Caleb coming from a student section. If you had to guess the school of where that was coming from this weekend, where do you think? Was it UCLA, USC, Wisconsin, uh, the OU women's basketball game against Texas? Great finish, by the way. Where was that coming from? It's got to be Wisconsin, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. The Wisconsin student section chanting, uh, we want Caleb. To which I look at that and I say, ah, that's so sad, guys. Come on. You're a little bit better than that, right? You hi- you already hired an offensive coordinator, so he'll come to your school, and now the reports that are out there that the Williams family might be like, eh, I mean, we flirted with you for about a week, but I think we might be uh, moving on and looking somewhere else. This is never going to end, is it? No. It's just going to continue. And I promise you, we will not litter the entire show today with uh, Caleb Williams' talk. Uh, there's a whole lot more to discuss out there. But I feel like with as long as this has kind of gone on now, Josh, he's kind of turned into the poster boy of what everyone hates about NIL and the transfer portal. So I, everyone around here is annoyed by it. There's no doubt. I'm sure I'll, – I'll check the text line. But I'm sure the majority of responses is, we don't want him. We got Dylan Gabriel. We got our dude. He's actually here. Caleb, go to SC, UCLA, wherever. Don't come to Norman. I wonder if – this is such a national store, and it's gone on so long now. I wonder if just the regular college football fan nationally is going to turn against Caleb a little bit and start to root against him next year. What are the chances of that being the case? I think outside of wherever Caleb Williams winds up, whether that's UCLA, USC, Wisconsin, all the different schools that we've heard, outside of that, that place where Caleb Williams is at, I do think he's going to be strongly disliked across college football. It's been such a long, drawn-out process, and and I hope I'm not just looking at this through an Oklahoma prism here because obviously we've been we've been uh, caught up in this thing from start to finish. So maybe we have a little bit different perspective than a lot of people do nationally. But look, it's not popular to be the the kid in the transfer portal yeah people don't like the whole name image likeness element to college football and when you are again as you said the most prominent figure of that the poster boy of it 
Yeah, I, I could see him being strongly disliked across college football. Yeah, and, and if he struggles next year, wherever he's at, like if he picks a spot that's worse than Oklahoma, which, by the way, judging by the uh, options that are on the table for him right now, it looks like he's going to pick a less attractive place than what OU would be this year. Ain't nobody going to feel sorry for him, man. And in fact, a lot of people are going to really pile on on social media if he starts to struggle next year. And especially if he starts to struggle big time and his team is struggling to win games in L.A. or Madison or whatever. But no one's going to feel sorry for him. I, I do in the sense that I feel like if it was up to him, he'd be back at OU. But, you know, um, he is he is definitely responsible for how this thing has ended up. And it's it's just it's a it's an awful look like some people out there will tell you they love NIL and giving the players the power. I believe the true college football fan out there. Most of them really dislike what this thing has turned into. The idea behind it initially fine, but what it's turned into has been really bad for the sport. And for me, when it goes to January 31st and we're talking about somebody who had an inkling that he was going to be leaving Oklahoma before Oklahoma ever played its bowl game versus Oregon in the Valero Alamo Bowl, we're talking about what, two months? Yeah. That you've had here and and certainly every bit of a month to to talk with different schools figure out where you want to be all the name image likeness deals whoever you need to talk to from the back channels perspective of that that's done that's got to be done at this point the slap in the face to the education side to me I think is and I'm no dummy I get that for Caleb Williams his situation is different than 99.9% of any college student, right? Okay, education's not as important to Caleb Williams as it is to everybody else. I get that. I'm not naive about it. But, man, when you're taking this long and you're not enrolled anywhere, the student-athlete side of it, to me, it just it just looks bad. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah, in case you missed the clip, this is what was going on at Wisconsin this weekend. Very Tweaked it. Oh, yeah, he just turned it a little bit there. Now Willis back in the game and off the back of the iron. So someone responds to it. You can have him. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You can have him. That's pretty good on the Air Cover Solutions text line. I like that. Jeff's like, OMG, a bunch of bucket hatters. David in Arizona, anyone else OU is pursuing a quarterback in the portal. Not as of right now. Um, now that Jackson Dart is going to Ole Miss, I, I don't think that they're pursuing anyone right now. Now, I, I think that that'll probably change because the transfer portal, it's it's a 365 day a year thing like it's it's going to continue guys are going to continue entering the portal I would imagine that OU still going to take another scholarship quarterback by the time that they kick things off in September but I think that that other quarterback probably won't happen until after spring ball now because spring ball once you know you, you have you have competitions underway some guys see the writing on the wall okay I'm not going to play here I'm going to enter in the portal like OU's not going to go into the portal with the idea of we're going to snag our next starter. Dylan Gabriel, I it, I mean, if it's not official, I know that 
Brett Vittables hasn't named a starting quarterback yet, but you can go ahead and pretty much name that Dylan Gabriel is going to be the starting quarterback next year. OU's not going to go into it looking for a guy that's going to be a number one dude, but they'll look at it as a sort of an insurance option, a guy that's played in the sport, a scholarship guy to be the number two or three guy on campus, what, what, whatever it is. So I do think that they'll get another quarterback, but it might not happen for another few months. And the name that everybody keeps asking about is JT Daniels. I don't see that. I don't either, man. It doesn't make sense for him. That That's why I, I don't see it. I mean, I think if he wanted to come to Oklahoma, oh, you would gladly take him and add him sure. to the roster. But for somebody like him that's been searching to be a starting quarterback and you've got Dylan Gabriel here at Oklahoma who has thrown for 8,000-plus passing yards, 70 passing touchdowns, has already spent a season with Jeff Lebby as his offensive coordinator, as the starting quarterback his first year at uh, UCF, it just, I mean, the the crystal ball points to Dylan Gabriel. Even if you come here, JT Daniels, Gabriel's got a leg up on you in the quarterback competition. Sure. I, I would be highly surprised if that's a name we're talking about. And no one in college football is in the business of turning away, you know, really quality, good quarterbacks right now, but... I, I don't know. It's why I wasn't bummed out about Jackson Dart all that much going to Ole Miss because I kind of dig the idea of OU knowing, like, the guys on the team, the coaching staff, Dylan Gabriel himself. I dig the idea of him getting there in January like he did and everyone associated with the team knowing that that's our dude. That's going to be our guy at quarterback. Rather than, you know, Jackson Dart comes in, JT Daniels comes in, name any other, Casey Thompson comes in. Like, instead of having a full-on competition and those two guys going at it throughout the spring and splitting the reps and all that, I dig the idea of this team knowing who their leader is and Dylan Gabriel really morphing into this leader on offense and getting a majority of the reps in spring and getting that relationship with his wide receivers. And he already knows the offense, but getting more reps in the offense as well. I don't know. Again, no one's in the business of you know turning away really great quarterbacks. And maybe when it's all said and done, Jackson Dart will be the better college football player than Dylan Gabriel. But in terms of this year, the 2022 OU team, I don't know. I, I like. I kind of dig Gabriel being quarterback number one, and nobody's questioning it. I don't. I don't think there's uh, a whole lot to dislike about it either. It's not the worst thing for Oklahoma. Obviously, it would have been great for OU to wind up in a situation where you got the fully fledged quarterback competition between somebody in Jackson Dort that also has started at a Power Five level. Uh, in college football, he, he was the type of recruit that he was, four-star kid coming out of high school. Plus, then you would have gotten the bonus with Michael Trigg coming along as well. But definitely, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's the worst thing. You're, you're entering year one here at Brent Venables, and you, you've got a defined starter going from day one of the spring. Now, will Brent Venables and Jeff Levy in Oklahoma, is that what we're going to hear as we enter the spring, or are they going to tell us, yeah, we're going to let this thing play out between Gabriel and Nick Evers? I'm sure that they're going to, they're going to say that it's going to play out at least a little bit. I'd kind of like if they don't. That would be a pivot yeah. from what happened here uh, sure. with the previous staff. Air Cover Solutions text line. Keep it coming. 651-3439. The amount of pressure Caleb Williams is putting on himself is going to be huge because this is a fairly large national story, so all eyes will be on him. That's a good point, and Sean's kind of saying the same thing as well on the text line is he's being sold at a level of hype that he he's he's not. Like, this adds to 
the hype, like wherever he goes next year. Dude, if he goes to Wisconsin, people say, some, they're the best team in the Big Ten. I will pick them to go to the college football playoffs. So I, I do think that there's a little truth to that, that wherever he goes, he's being sold right now as a game changer for any program out there. And the expectations for him will be to be the best quarterback in his conference and for him to win a conference title. And if he goes to Wisconsin, beating Ohio State's not going to be easy. they got to go to the shoe uh, in their conference opener next year. Going to UCLA or USC, it's not going to be easy. So I do buy into he's got an unrealistic amount of hype going into next season wherever he goes. Well, and he's put the – he and his uh, camp have put the target on his back by making this yeah. thing – as long of a process as it's been, and leading people to believe that there's a large portion of this that is name-image likeness oh, related. Oh, no doubt, man. As soon as it gets to the point where you're bartering for the best deal, then that's when people kind of take it to the place of, okay, well, let's see how much you're truly worth said name-image-likeness deal. In a place like Wisconsin, if he winds up there, yeah, th- there are going to be people, Tyler, that – think that Wisconsin sort of takes over the place of maybe what a Michigan did this past season where they they break through, go to a college football playoff, beat Ohio State, and win the Big Ten Conference. Text line, uh, maybe Caleb will go to UCLA and JT Daniels will go to USC, crying face emoji, that'd be awesome. How much of this Caleb thing do you think is his parents? That's from Sooner Scott. I think a majority of it is Carl Williams right now. Yeah. Yes, yes. If he was such a team player, he would be with the team right now, training for next year. Uh, Blank that dude. That's on there right now. So, yeah, not a whole lot of people. I'm telling you, a a majority, if not all OU fans, would be like, yeah, see ya. You had your chance. You thought you were better than this place. You wanted something that's not realistic. Go go play football somewhere else. Is he going to play spring football somewhere, you think? Yeah, I... I, Oh, God, I think. I mean, it's getting late, though, isn't it? He had... He... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. doesn't he have to be in classes over the next? I don't know. I mean, it feels like we've been saying this for three weeks. Yeah, UCLA's but- on the quarter system. He can still hang out for a little bit while longer if he's going to go out to Westwood. So, whatever, man. I I just I don't wish this on the kid necessarily, but is it accurate? Like your feelings? Does it? kind of feel like we can see how all this is going to go and how all this is going to end up like I don't see a happy ending story following this saga I I feel like it's going to be somewhat of a disaster wherever he goes and he's going to be looked at as you know a story from the NIL transfer portal that ended up it, it ended up very badly very poorly yeah I mean I think he's a really really talented quarterback my opinions haven't Change. I think he's got a lot of growing to do, which was obvious in how he played versus Baylor. And, yeah, but and I'm Oklahoma saying that with State. the height that's there, like how how can this kid live up to the height? Well, I don't think right he's now? I don't think he's necessarily going to a college football playoff, and I definitely don't think he's winning a national championship in college. Uh, I, I don't. But you know, we'll see if uh, the end game for him is where do I get drafted? It's hard for me today to sit here and tell you that. Ultimately, this is going to be super damaging in that regard. I mean, if he goes somewhere and puts up a bunch of numbers, but they just don't win a whole lot, 
how far is he really going to tumble down draft boards here in a couple of years? I don't know. Can't speak for all OU fans, but I'm off the Caleb Williams train. Sorry, he has a great ceiling, but he chose to leave, so best of luck with him. So that's what's going on in the text line right now. Hey, let's give away two uh, $15 gift cards from Buffalo Wild Wings. Give us the keyword as to what people have to text during this break to win one. What's the keyword? Beat TCU. <laughs> oh, beat TCU. Yeah, because is tonight a must-win game for OU basketball? It might be. We'll tell you coming up next uh, just how big this basketball game is for Porter Moser's squad. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Texas beat TCU on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 651-3439 for your chance to win a $15 gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings. More to come next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Your statewide home for Sooner Fans is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 1400 AM and 99.3 FM in Norman. 94.7 FM in Oklahoma City. 1430 AM in Tulsa. And 97.3 FM in Weatherford. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Yeah, hi there. My name is Bob and I need some help. Uh, I haven't filed my taxes in over five years. Um, I haven't told my wife about it. And I really need to figure this thing out. Hi, uh, my husband and I owe about $14,000 in back taxes, and I'm afraid uh, we might end up losing our business. I really don't want that to happen. I'm Rod Polston, founder at Polston Tax. We get calls like these all the time. Good, hardworking people who don't know where to turn when they're facing tax problems. Yeah, I've been getting these letters from the IRS. I don't know what I should do. At Polston Tax, we know what to do when it comes to dealing with the IRS. We've helped more than 2,000 individuals in the last year alone save over $17 million in back taxes. Call us today for a no-risk-free consultation so we can develop a plan specifically for you. Call Polston Tax at 405-928-5597. That's 405-928-5597. It's baseball time in Oklahoma. And your Sooners are excited to welcome all their fans back to L. Dell Mitchell Park this season. This year's 30-game home slate features series against Baylor, Texas, Kansas State, and more. Season tickets and single-game tickets are on sale now. Group discounts are available all season long. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets. Boomer Sooner. Pizza Hut has put a full-court press on your game day needs. Let us feed your team with one of Pizza Hut's big dinner boxes. Start with two oven-fresh one-top medium pizzas, then add five breadsticks or your choice of pasta or delicious wings. Or go wild and add a third medium one-topping pizza. Finding yourself in more of a one-on-one situation? Then our any pizza offer is for you. Get a large pizza, up to five toppings for just $11.99 when you carry out. Pizza Hut, the official pizza of the Sooners. Did you know there's a place where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates on home and auto insurance? Yep, and that place is, ta-da, State Farm. Here's the deal. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher is your go-to agent in Norman for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop shopping around. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has you covered. Call 405-307-0500 for surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. 
The law firm of Ward and Glass has been serving Norman and the state of Oklahoma since 1998. Ward and Glass has built a reputation based on thorough preparation, attention to detail, ethical strength, and professionalism. We are your community law firm and have consultants to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Ward and Glass at 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit us online at wardglasslaw.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. NextGen. Experience the next generation of personal training at Norman's NextGen Fitness. This is Miles, one of the trainers at NextGen. Our unique design at NextGen Fitness includes private and group personal training along with personalized programs that our elite trainers can provide for you. Call 405-360-0001 or stop by and let myself or our team of elite trainers train you. NextGen Fitness. We've been social distancing for years. Norman, Edmund, Tulsa. It is the rush on the ref right here on the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Josh Helmer with me this week inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. Congratulations, Chris Zexer in Dell City, Mike Wolf in Moore. They're the winners of our Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. I will be continuing to give them away every single day, at least two a day throughout the rest of this week. And I believe you will be giving some away on Saturday. And this is a perfect time to promote it. We got a cool new show coming to the ref on Saturdays that you're a part of. What do we got coming up at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, huh? 10 to noon alongside Brian Vineyard and Matt Reynolds. We've got the Gimme Zone for all of you golf lovers out there. Yes. This way uh, we don't have to inundate you away from Oklahoma athletics during the week. We, we've got OU covered. Oklahoma State former golfers will be covered. So really just uh, kind of anything you can think of. The the PGA Tour, the local high school scene, we're, we're going to cover all of it. 10 to noon, the Gimme Zone on Saturdays alongside Brian Vineyard, myself, and uh, Matt Reynolds. Yeah, I think it's going to be a cool show. I mean, you'll talk PGA, uh, but you're going to talk – I mean, OU Golf is – I mean, they're cooking right now, man. The golf inside the state at the collegiate level is awesome. You're going to cover that. I mean, you're, you're going to cover it all within a two-hour span. And I've heard some of the uh, PGA names that are to come on this show, and it's like, whoa, they're going to get that guy? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty They're going to get legit. that guy? So that's going to be two hours of uh, pretty good radio on Saturday mornings. I'm looking forward to listening to that on Saturday. It's going to be good stuff, man. And like you said, yeah, we – for the golf fans out there, we are going to want interaction on yeah, that show. Yeah, so, yeah. hope you will join us and text the show and do all of those fun things. Must win tonight for the OU basketball team. I say, well, if you want to get into the NCAA tournament, <laughs> right. yes, you you need to win when you're a six point favorite at home against TCU. Look, it, look, it you hear if you listen to sports radio all day, you hear it about fifty different times on a given day. 
Uh, the Big 12 is the best conference in the country. It's a grinder. Like you, We all know how tough of a league that it is. Now, TCU's a pretty good basketball team, but when you get a game like TCU at home, these are the types of games that you have to win if you're going to make the NCAA tournament. And seeing as OU is pretty close to being a bubble team as of right now, um, yeah, this is kind of this is must-win territory, I think, for this basketball squad. If you don't lose it, buddy, you are squarely on, on the bubble, most likely uh, Saturday heading into Stillwater. Five out of six that Oklahoma has dropped. That was an important one that they got last week up at West Virginia. They, yeah. they had to find a way to get that. They, they did. These next two here, obviously, starts tonight inside the LNC versus TCU. You have to defend home court, especially against teams like TCU in the Big 12 Conference because there's just not any free ones. And not that tonight's a free one, but this would lean, if you're saying that there's games that you can write down and feel confident that you got a, a good chance to win, tonight would be one of the few maybe you feel that way. Really, the next two, TCU here tonight, and then uh, coming up on Saturday – yeah, it's Bedlam, it's in Stillwater, but that game before then, it gets really, really tough again, Tyler. The four-game stretch after that, uh, five-game stretch after that, Texas Tech at home, at Kansas, versus Texas inside the LNC, at Iowa State, at Texas Tech. I mean, it's a reason why last week OU had like the second toughest schedule remaining uh, in college basketball from here on out. Oh, there, there's a reason. I mean, they just got done uh, going on the road to the number one team in the country, which, by the way, uh, Auburn looked like the number one team in the country on Saturday. Jabari Smith was so good. Some of those shots that he was hitting, uh, Kessler inside. Auburn's a really good basketball team that's got a chance to win the national championship. But you know, though OU did not finish strong in that game in the final five six minutes, you looked up with like six or seven minutes left. No use down what four five at that. I mean, late in the second half, it's like okay, maybe this is a tease. But they're at least putting up a really good fight on the road against a really good team and a hostile crowd. So I don't think that we're in the business right now of taking any moral victories away. But I was encouraged that a guy like Jordan Goldwire seemingly had his best game in a long time at OU. I've been hard on Jordan Goldwire. Just ask my wife who watches the games <laughs> with me. But he, he, he played one of his best games in the while, and, and, and that's that's got to continue, especially on the offensive end. Hopefully that's a good carryover sign for tonight for Goldwire. Take you know one positive performance and roll it into a game tonight where you feel like you should win this game inside the LNC. It wasn't all negative. I mean, it, it did take a little bit away from it the way that Auburn was able to after Oklahoma tightened that basketball game up, then really separate and run away from OU again on Saturday. But, man, they're, they're pretty good. You know, I never thought that – ooh, I would always want to go – I've always wanted to go to an Auburn basketball game in Auburn, Alabama. But that looked pretty fun on Saturday, you know. Um, it looked – I mean, they don't traditionally get great crowds out there, but they had a great crowd on Saturday. The cheapest ticket was – like, what, 175 for standing room only, something like that? First ever home game, right, is number one. Yeah, first game uh, at home is number one. Chuck was there. It was pretty wild. Like, and I'm, I guess I'm most mo more talking about football. Top five road trips in the SEC that you're looking forward to, off the top of my head, I'll go Ole Miss. No particular order here. I'll go Ole Miss. I'll go Georgia. Um, I'll go LSU, even though it's going to probably be the worst experience known to man. 
I will go with Alabama, and I'll go with uh, Tennessee. What do you think about that five? I, I, I like that five a lot. I think Florida would be fun. I think the Swamp would be, would be good. Uh, to me, Alabama, LSU, no-brainers for me. The Grove because it's the Grove at Ole yeah, Miss. Yeah, the football game's pretty secondary when you go to Ole Miss. And Georgia's so good right now, the defending national champion. you got to say Georgia, right? Yeah, um, Ole Miss, Georgia, LSU, Bama, Tennessee. If you can just not get murdered in Baton Rouge, <laughs> you'll probably walk away from it saying like, oh, that's pretty loud in there. It's, the, whole, the whole place smelled like bourbon. And there's probably, I mean, some fun road trips we haven't mentioned there. Arkansas, the way they're playing right now? I've been to Arkansas several times for football games. Um, their fans are a little weird, but it's Fayetteville's actually a pretty cool little college town. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. And it's actually pretty scenic there. It's actually pretty scenic up there in northwest Arkansas. I'll give them that. Kentucky would not be a historical nah. power, but, I mean, even Kentucky's been playing a lot better football. Like, that would be a way better road trip than it used to be. It wouldn't be near the top of this list. What, what, what sounds like the worst road trip, or at least the worst Vanderbilt. Na- Nashville? Are you kidding me? On a weekend? Like, that might be the best one because you don't have to worry about your team losing. There's no stress that goes on involved with the game. So you just have a great time in Nashville on Friday. I'm sure it'll be an 11 a.m. noon kickoff, whatever. You get to kick back and relax for three and a half hours as you dominate Vanderbilt, and then you uh, hit the town again on Saturday night. You know what I think would be a sneaky, sneaky good one is South Carolina. Yeah, I haven't heard a whole lot of positive reviews about South Carolina. It sounds like their their uh, tailgating is okay, but here here's the here's the reality: the road trips in the Big Twelve, for the most part, aren't great. Especially if you're a big tailgater. Uh, I, Kansas State is cool. Iowa State, I've actually actually never been to Iowa State. Heard it's cool. West Virginia has some pretty good tailgates as well, but TCU, there's really no tailgating nope. whatsoever. Tech, I really haven't seen much tailgating going on. So, South Carolina, whereas it may not rank high in the SEC, if that's one of the first road trips you go to in the SEC, it'll probably be like, oh my God, this is like one of the coolest places ever. <laughs> oh yeah, Who knew Columbia, South Carolina was this awesome? This is sweet. Yeah, as compared to, and Kansas State's, you know, could be a really nice environment, but something tells me South Carolina would be... Equally as good, if not more. Starkville, fun. Mississippi. Someone is doing the barf emoji on that one. <laughs> yeah, we drove through Starkville on our way to Tuscaloosa for that 03 uh, OU Alabama game. I mean, it didn't look great. That was, what, 19 years ago. So, I mean, I'm sure it's evolved a little bit as a college town. Too much cowbell? They, they do call it Stark Vegas, though. So, I don't know if. I don't think that anyone's claiming that it's a hidden gem or anything like that, but surely you can run into a good time in Starkville somewhere. Oh, right? I, I would imagine Hopefully. so. N- no doubt. Uh, no, South Carol- uh, Columbia, South Carolina is underrated. Fans show up and tailgating is really good. That's from OU Architect. Uh, ugh, College Station is on here. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been there, done that, I think, factors in a little bit for you and I when we're thinking about this. It is, you know, big game environment. If it's happening in College Station, is pretty darn good. Yeah, and this sounds crazy to say, but my first trip to College Station was 02. They actually beat OU that day. But I remember their fans actually being kind of cool, you know? 
But the thought of A&M fans being cool to OU in 2023 or something like that really does not exist in my mind. It seems like a lot has changed with their fan base, and I would not expect to be treated well in College Station. Maybe they'd surprise me, but well, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're getting treated well down there. The extended uh, leg up that they have over Oklahoma and Texas in terms of SEC membership has yeah. really puffed those collective chats Corey out. and Casey says Mizzou and Columbia would be the worst. Totally agree with that. <laughs> There's nothing charming about going to a Mizzou football game. And you're also right, OU fans would get treated very poorly by Mizzou fans. Nothing charming at all about Mizzou fans either. Tyler and I have touched on this subject before together. We are not super excited about uh, anything related to M-I-Z-Z-O-U. No. I, look, do the pods however you want. I don't care. Just, I'm going to guess that it's Texas, Texas A&M, and, and someone else, maybe Arkansas or Missouri. I don't care who it is. I don't want OU in the same pod as Missouri. Now, on one hand, you could say, well, dude, it'll be a easy football, basketball, baseball. Really, their athletic department's not very good right now. It'd be an easy win every single year. Don't care. Would rather have Arkansas in there than Missouri. There is nothing that excites me about Columbia or the University of Missouri or their fans or anything. No, yeah, thank you. We, we want the challenge. Make it exciting. Missouri is beautiful, dude. Are you kidding? Are you a Missouri fan? Missouri, the state. Yeah, the as a state, it is beautiful. But the stadium is not beautiful. I, I don't like the Rock M in the end zone. I just... I have a real hatred towards Mizzou. I am a little bit biased in this take, but I want nothing to do with them. Yeah, nothing keep, to do. Keep in mind, my first two years at college were at Kansas, <laughs> so just be totally transparent. Just don't tread on the dead dog graves at College Station. Yes, they do bury all the uh, revelies that are there. Um, Stark Vegas, the only good time in Starkville, cost about $50, and it's illegal. <laughs> I believe that. Iowa State tailgating is nuts. I believe that. Uh, Auburn college atmosphere way better than Alabama. Dan in Madison, Mississippi. I can see that. Yeah, um, Nick Saban's been very hard on the students before for leaving the games early. He's made it known that he's not very happy with that. Auburn, I, I would think that they're maybe a little bit rowdier because the Alabama fans are, you know, they they are very entitled at this point. So I could see them as you would think it'd be this awesome atmosphere, and it's a cool place to go to, but maybe not as. Wild and crazy as the the Auburn fans who have the chip on their shoulders a little bit. A little more buttoned up. Yeah. N- not quite as raucous or rowdy. Top five road trip, I will put Kentucky on the list because of the bourbon trail. So that's what you're talking about. Even places that don't seem like they'd be awesome, there's like a bourbon trail that you could go on that would make the, the weekend pretty pretty daggum cool. And again, you've got the, the Mark Stoops factor. They're improved down there. But, I mean, obviously, it, I wouldn't even consider it for the top five. But I think it'd be, you know, better than maybe you'd expect now, all of a sudden, for football. I went to basic training at Fort Jackson, spent a lot of time in Columbia, excellent little college town. So, okay, you might be onto something there. Mizzou has a lazy river like in Vegas on campus? What? My entire opinion may have just changed. Because uh, Josh knows how much I love the uh, Lazy River there at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. <laughs> I am familiar, yes. I feel like I'm a pro at it. All right, keep the text coming. 651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More Suter football coming up next right here on The Ref. Home of Suter fans.
Citra Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this reaction Monday. Tyler McComish, Josh Helmer inside the Brown O'Haver studio. Keep the text coming on the Air Cover Solutions text line 651-3439. Uh, anyone out there want to hear some good news? I It's good news. It won't necessarily surprise anyone. But signing day is coming up in two days. Gentry Williams, about 30 minutes ago, put out a tweet that he is going to be signing his NLI on Wednesday. He attached three pictures to the tweet, and all of them were him in an OU uniform. So not a Jackson State uniform or a USC uniform or a Miami uniform or really any other uniform out there. Uh, if you had any doubt, and surely you didn't, but Gentry Williams will be a Sooner come Wednesday. All right. We did it, everybody. He's sticking with yeah. Florida. Not this time. No, or Jackson State. Jackson or, State. Or just, Jackson State. Could just, could not, not this time. Pat push through. They're, uh, they just couldn't do it. Man. That's a big couldn't keep for OU, man. Well, it's just it's the, it's the optics of it, you know? It's the optics of this staff coming in in what late December like they did and still able to keep a really good talent like Gentry Williams in state. Because, buddy, uh, you know how it is around here when OU loses out on a high-profile in-state kid, and it's definitely happened the past six or seven years. Kids up there in the Tulsa area, defensive players want to end up going to Michigan, or they end up going to Ohio State, or they end up going somewhere else. It's it's never a good look for the staff when they can't secure the best one or two players in state, and, and to get Gentry after everything that's happened, that's that's a big deal. That's, Dax that's Hill, who was the other guy that OU lost out onto Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, there, there's been you know more than just those guys Proctor? here. Proctor? Yeah, uh, probably those are the two most high-profile guys that have left the state, but let's hope with their efforts in-state right now that that's about to change because there's about to be a whole lot more effort in-state. And if you don't believe me, just look at what happened this weekend. Eric McCarty, who has zero stars – that is about to change, of course. But Eric McCarty, listed as an athlete from McAllister, uh, he commits to OU over the weekend. Again, zero stars, but he's 6'2", 180, and OU really likes his upside. And then, of course, Gavin Freeman, three-star wide receiver out of Heritage Hall. He was a Texas Tech commit. He decommits. Now he's going to go to OU on a preferred walk-on spot. Those are just a couple of examples that, yeah, there's no way that Eric McCarty would have gotten an a scholarship offer with Muleshoe, they get him as they commit. There's no chance that maybe even get OU gives Gavin Freeman a second look. He's going to come to OU, not even as a scholarship kid, but as a preferred walk-on guy when he had a scholarship to Tech. So there's just proof right there. They'll pay more attention in state. I like what I saw from Freeman's tape. I mean, it looks like he runs really, really well. McCordy, uh has been a tremendous running back. Seems like OU's thinking secondary for him. I don't know if they know yet with Eric McCarty. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of this is you get a chance to to watch him for another year and maybe see how he continues to develop. And I'm, I'm sure at some point they're going to tell him, you know, what type of position they want him to be, but they may not even necessarily know now where, where that is. We just know that we like your tape. We, we know, know you're a football player. We're going to take a chance. Well, we, we just know that we really like you athletically, and we don't know where we're going to put you at yet, but wherever we put you, you're going to end up being a good player. Oh, you has a history of that, man. Like, Bob Stoops came on with us last week, and I asked him about, 
what was his philosophy with Oklahoma recruiting, and he shared a story about Dan Cody saying, well, none of the position coaches back then were willing to commit to adding them to their position group, but Bob Stoops went out there, took a good look at him, and said, well, hey, I'm offering him a scholarship. Look how athletic he is. Look at his size. We're going to offer him a scholarship, and then we'll figure out where we're going to play him. And obviously, they picked the right spot. They lined him up out on the edge, and he ended up having a very productive career at OU and um, was a pretty high draft pick in the NFL as as well by the Baltimore Ravens. So, they'll figure it out. Wound up one of the all-time sacks guys at Oklahoma. Did anyone in college football, by the way, have a worse weekend than Brian Kelly? Dude, he's got to stop with these videos. What was that? You're right. He's got to stop with these videos. But they're getting worse and worse and worse. You know? Like, the the fake Southern accent when he first got to LSU was one thing. But then, like, dancing all over a player looking like Urban Meyer in the club a few months ago? That was one of the more weird things I've ever seen from a college football coach. And let's all remind ourselves that Les Miles and Ed Ogeron used to coach this sport. Brian Kelly reached a new level of weird this weekend. And I feel bad for that kid, man, because that video was circulating. But it's like, dude, what? Who came up with this idea? Brian Kelly, how did you agree to it? Um, he just he was just getting slammed this weekend for how goofy that was. Brian Kelly, do you have any pride whatsoever at all? I love that Lane Kiffin <laughs> called him out on oh, it. was so, so funny. So good, man. What's uh, weirder? Winding up with a picture circulating of you naked on a boat or what we saw from Brian Kelly? I think what we saw from Brian Kelly, and yes, someone, allegedly naked someone on a boat. naked humping a shark is pretty weird. It's no doubt that Jim McElwain's alleged photo of that will rank pretty high, but like an 18-year-old kid that's on campus and you're like dancing around him, like, that gives me... All the creepy vibes there. If Mac- I was that kid, I would I would run away and never come back again. First never. off, the McElwain thing, I guess, is unsubstantiated. But also, you can pass that off as just, you know, one too many, maybe, out on a fishing expedition. Yeah, but this, like, I'm going to guess that Brian Kelly was stone cold sober on the recruiting visit, and he chose to do that uh, sober. It's weird. Yeah, you know, he, he please, for everything holy, he's got to stop. Yeah. Um, by the way, text line, Josh, congratulations on your new show. So there you go. Someone in the 918. Appreciate that. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. Uh, when is Oklahoma football spring game? Don't know yet. Don't know when the spring game is yet. I, and I don't really know when they're going to announce that, honestly, when that's going to happen. Uh, maybe in the next month or so, I would think. Should be soon, right? Yeah, probably soon. McCarty will be a safety at OU. Yeah, that, that could definitely. Um, Didn't he uh, tag Brandon Hall in his tweet? Did he tag B. Hall? I, I think he okay. did, yeah, yeah. if then, I'm remembering then that, right. Then that's probably a pretty good bet that he'll be a safety. Which so. is sort of the reason I, I lean that direction. But I I believe you're right, though. I don't think OU totally knows yet. If he's 6'2", 180, it's, and he's he's rangy and fast, um, you'll take your chances on that, with a body like that at safety. And sure. It's not like he's necessarily done growing. I mean, he'll put more weight on, so... Zero stars. He'll, he'll have some stars here very soon. Don't worry. But you know how it works. Like everyone is just so jacked up about the Brent Vittables era. Like this has a chance to be one of those stories. Like, yeah, BV came in right away, and he took a dude with zero stars. Oh yeah, and, and Eric McCarty turned out to be this type of player at safety. So, yeah, there's a this nice little uh, potential investment 
right here for uh, Britt Vittables and staff. It, oh, if you hit on this and you hit on it in a big way, I mean, look, it's going to be – McCarty has a chance to be – from that perspective, one of the most beloved Sooners. I will never Google the gym and shark image. Yeah, that's, that's not, it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, pursue that at your own risk. There is nothing uh, about that body that is in that photo, whether it's Jim McElwain or not, that is something that you want to look up uh, via the interwebs. I, I assure you there is nothing charming about uh, that body at all. Yeah, I, I you know I want to be sarcastic to start this week, but no, it's probably not the right way to start your Monday. Oh boy, yeah, it's pretty bad. All right, keep it coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. More to come next right here on The Ref. We are the Homeless Suter fans. dealer for great purchase and lease deals on the full line of Buicks and GMC trucks. Whether it be 0% interest rates or $0 down leases, the Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers have the best savings of the year going on right now. Uh, you know I love the text line. I consider them a uh, third co-host of the show, of, of every show, but uh, they can give some crap out sometimes. Did you get any crap via the text line on the Plank Show earlier today? After your Chiefs lost in the AFC title game yesterday, was there any? Of that I going sort on? of, I did, yes, and I think everybody was ready to play nice and like let me have a day, and then I sort of mouthed off this morning and said, <laughs> "I love it." Said something about, "Huh, everybody uh, that was so clearly rooting for Kansas City to lose, pretty, pretty quiet, bunch of cowards on the text line," and then I got like four. Kansas City sucks. Andy Reid sucks. There is a strong dislike for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and we knew that before yesterday, but, buddy, um, Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes were all over social media yesterday. Memes can as we far as the eyes can, can see. Can we stop that, too? I mean, people do not genuinely care about that. That's become a trendy thing. It's the cover-up to say, hey, I don't want to see Kansas City win anymore. I gotta say the the Jackson Mahomes dancing on the Sean Taylor thing was pretty god awful to me, and he does he does I both he in particular is one that I cannot stand. I, I get I it. I think he's a loser. You, you put yourself out in the the public sphere, people are going to make their judgments, and and folks find them annoying. But how many people genuinely though are going out of their way to watch what Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes well, do? Well, uh, maybe the text line will tell us. I know. I, I shouldn't have even addressed it. I know uh, Jeff out there uh, despises Brittany Matthews. I know we got a lot of listeners out there that despise her and her actions. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people... A lot of people like that from yesterday. I'm sure we'll hear from the text line over this break. I'll report to you coming up next. Hey, uh, good news though. What a what a OU women's hoops game over the weekend. Liz Scott hit a hit a big time shot. OU goes two and zero in rivalry week. Man, OU women and Jeannie Bronchek, they were rolling right now. Rolling right now. OU wasn't included uh, when the NCAA did their their top sixteen teams. There were four Big Twelve teams, and OU wasn't one of them. Now after that Texas win, I think uh, go ahead and elevate them on up. We got a pretty good resume. I think they got to go to Baylor this week on Wednesday night. That'll See if be they a can tough sweep assignment, them. but uh, they win that one. Then uh, watch out. All right, hour number two coming up next. More OU football on the other side.